scandalous, but she's also fabulous. Scandalous. 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 If you don't know, now you fucking know. Scandalous. Notorious. She's so scandalous. Now. I recently met this guy on tour and I knew I had to have him on the podcast. Welcome to the Scandals Podcast, Mike Terry, half vocals for volumes. How are you doing? How are you? I'm good. I'm happy. You know, you, you watch me set up the light and the pillows and the painting. So yeah, you know, I'm good. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool sweatshirt. I like that. Is that Thank you. Uh yeah. my friend it's so one of one. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. So I sat down to write this interview and it was hard to get started because I couldn't stop listening to your single bend and watching the music video, quote unquote, over and over again. Tell me about that song. Nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, that's the, what, the new song off of our new album that just came out November 19th uh, called Happier. Um, it's one of the more heartfelt songs on the album, I think. Um, yeah, it's... It's it's uh it's uh it's one that invokes emotion for sure. Absolutely. And so let's talk about lyrics because there's two singers. Normally that would only be you, but because there's two, how does that get divided up and what lyrics are yours? Do you contribute or do you guys do half and half? How does that work? Yeah, um, it really just depends on the vibe of the song. Um some songs we work uh, half and half. Some songs we, we're more more Michael. Some songs are more myself. Um, but I think that with all, on the whole writing process, we both have a say, um, and we leave enough room for the other person to have their own uh, creative freedom to add their, you know, add their flavor in or add their delivery in, and to make it, you know, mesh together pretty well. Awesome. And did you ever write poetry or do you write poetry? I know a lot of lyricists started off with poetry, just having to get it out in that way. Is that something you ever did? Yeah, I did actually. In like middle school, I was in a poetry club in English class and I was in like AP English. Um, writing something I was really like, I really loved. It was just a way for me to express myself and like, <clears throat> you know, like create a scene or create like a mood or a feeling um, to like, to convey to someone that you know may you may have a hard time communicating with otherwise so i feel like right you can it's easier for me to write things out than it is for me to you know speak a lot of times absolutely i think that's a common theme i think that's why we have a lot of these artists out here yeah. what, were you, what were you writing about um in middle school during those times <laughs> oh man <laughs> I know it's cute to go back to when we were like 14, like what we loved back then and what yeah, just I mean, killed us back then, you know? Yeah. It was like someone holding hands with my, my girlfriend at the time or like the skating party or I don't know, like stuff that happened at the lockers or, you know, stuff that was going on at home. I don't know. It was always, my writing's always been the kind of thing where, I like to take from personal experience. So it's always an element of something I've been through or something I've seen with my own eyes. Or That's always been a part of my writing. I love that. So who's, um, so, you know, because it's my new favorite song. So I will ask this. So Ben, did that come from you or Michael? Where did, where did it come from? This Ben was mostly Michael for sure. Uh, he had this. He had this idea mapped out and it was a kid kind of thing. He's like, just trust me on this, man. I got, I got this thing. And I was like, dude, take, take it, bro. It's all you, man. Like, 
uh, you know, on the certain parts that I, I did fill in on or wrote in on, like, he's like, okay, this is how we want to do or like uh, things that weren't necessarily fitting how I was personally saying. We switched those things around, but for the most part, this was mostly, it was mostly Michael at the helm of this song. Gotcha. So I had to ask him about that song. We'll yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. He, he, was, he was digging deep on that one, so I just kind of just filled in filled in the spaces that he needed me to fill in. <laughs> you don't fill in space. You're, no. You don't fill in space. No. Come on now. That's not what I mean. I meant like to make it to make it to, to make the delivery more solid to make it more concrete like i'm like he had like i don't know I don't, it it wasn't not like that it's not like that <laughs> yeah i'm just kidding i'm just kidding so i love to ask musicians because 2021 was a funny year and i think it made a lot of people you know question like what do i do this for you know um just we all had the time to like sit and think about like what makes us most passionate about what we do? Yeah. What are you most passionate about in the rock and the metal industry? Like what is your fire that keeps you going in it? What are you in it for? Man, I think the self-expression is huge for me. And the connection with the people who connect with us is also very huge. Uh, on this last tour, it was really it was really awesome just to have so many people come out and come up to us and say, Hey man, like these singles or these songs that you guys have been putting out, it's like helped keep me motivated to get through this pandemic or to like, you know, to help me to get in shape when, or to get the motivation to get up and do this or just to change my life. Uh, so that was really made it feel like, wow, this is what it, this made it worth waiting that whole year or two years or, three years for us since we've toured the States. It made that worth it so much. It made it just cemented it in my mind for sure. And I'm sure as, as, as far as the other guys concerned as well, because like, there was a time where we didn't think that this would happen. You know, like it was so up in the air and even now it's still kind of shaky. It's not like we're, you know, not we're not home free yet for real. I mean, you know, people are still getting sick. It's still, you know, there's all kinds of different things going on. And like, so it really just... Being out and being able to do it again, it just felt so good. It, it really did. And in all aspects, it just made me appreciate it even more. Like, all to the point where it was like, I didn't even want it to end. I was like, I feel like we could still keep going for another two weeks because, you know, it was just it was just awesome. It was just rejuvenating to get out there and to connect with everyone and to, you know, just feel that energy again. Because that was such a lacking thing in my own life, for sure, is that connection and that 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 fire absolutely and one thing that really struck me it was my first time seeing you guys and i was filming y'all but to what you're saying i was also filming your fans out of like pure amazement of how much they were losing their minds like their entire bodies flailing and it was you know i go to shows a lot but it felt really unique how much you were touching people and i love how um you guys as performers, like, you know, play, uh, you know, play off of each other. Cause it was just incredible to watch. And it made me such a fan. And I listened to the music before, but then seeing it live, I was like, Oh, these guys are the real deal. Thank it, you. It watch. was hugely inspiring. And I think you go like more off, like you're the jumper, 
you're doing all the moves a little bit more of like the more like metal or like jumping off the ceiling up to the rafters kind of thing. And it was just so inspiring to watch. So. Oh, night. I was having a good night. It was, it just, I don't know. Like, like I said, it's best my expression. It's, it just comes out and just, just, have, just have to get it out. I feel like a, like Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you were in a good mood. You were just jumping, like, "Hey, what's up? What's going on?" Just jumping. You were feeling it. I loved it. Thanks to you. So uh, I had, you know, you know, that was another reason to be super excited. <laughs> there you go. I love that. And thank you for that, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just I go to shows all the time, and I was just blown away it uh, definitely you know I've been interviewing for years and doing shows for years and you know kind of to answer my side of it what you did up on stage is why I still do it and why I'm still like on fire to do it so you're you're my you're my answer <laughs> thank you thank you so much thank you yeah so I want to ask you um Sunday you will ache like I ache that's your insta bio yeah. are those is that volume six no no that's from a band called Hole uh, singer Courtney Love, one of the bands I really love, and that album and that song particularly are ones that uh, really hit close to home. So that's why. Aren't we cute little emo kids? I love Hole. Oh. <laughs> Hole, and I um, this summer I got to see Garbage and Alanis Morissette on tour. So it was just '90s girl losing my mind. Yeah, it was. Yeah, especially like I think like Hole and Garbage, you know, kind of the same thing together. When I saw Garbage, it was like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that would be either one of those uh, or garbage analysts play. That'd be freaking amazing. Yeah, I just watched her um, documentary on HBO Max. That was lovely. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, so this summer it was like a big she played at a huge stadium here in Austin. So mm-hmm. it wasn't as personal, but like three, four years ago. It was perfect. I was like managing a shift at a restaurant I was working at. We had an event. I clocked out, got out, hopped in a cab, went to the venue, ended up getting a free ticket because I was just by myself, had like time of my life singing like every, all oh, the doors were opening for everything. It was just never thought I'd get to see her live. And then after everyone left, she came back out on the stage, sat in the middle of the stage. And there were 20, 30 of us that just like ran up you know, doing this whole like thing. And she just like sat down on the stage and like sang a few more songs with us, like in this little theater and just wow. like an acapella. That's so, that's awesome. See, those shows like that, things like that, man, money can't buy that. That's, that's amazing. Absolutely. I always say, always go to the show, you know, always make the memory. Don't, don't miss out. You know, you just never know. That's true. So true. So many artists that I wish I could have seen or had the opportunity to, to be around it. I just did it because of whatever reason. And now that they're not here, I'm just like, no. Ah. I'm really sad Glenn Fry died from the Eagles because now I can't marry him. So, <laughs> like, he was my Eagle. So like when someone, like, someone died, I'm like, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my old thing. I love that one. It's super funny. Wow. So, so you guys uh, handle lyrics back and forth. You love to express yourself. 
What are some of your favorite heartfelt lyrics and some of your favorite angry lyrics and volumes? Oh, man. Um, the, I would call it, I guess it's the... Uh, from the new the album? Back, yeah, no, I guess this would be the, what's your back off, I'll take you on lyrics, would you say, for volumes? How would you say that one? Okay, from the new album, I'd say uh, if you're really angry, I would go with Malevolent or FBX. Um, those ones are pretty aggressive. Um, if you are feeling emotional, I would go with Happier or Bend, probably. Yeah. And I, and I can attest, I saw it. I was there. He's right. Yeah. So, so where, so I want to know more about you. I know it's like the whole thing is Volumes LA. Are you from mm-hmm. LA? Where are you from? Where do you live? I'm, I'm from uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I moved out here eight years ago. And what, do, what do we think? Uh, 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 yeah. Good. <laughs> and it, it's changed my life 1 million percent for the better. Um, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now if I didn't move out here. So that's, you know, that's a plus. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been great. It's been, it's really good. I met my guys out here, um, you know, and I met, I met countless friends and made a lot of, you know, great relationships over the years. And it's, it's been great. Lots of hot sauces out there, but I love Hella Hot Hot Sauce. Based out of the San Francisco Bay Area and making small batch, award-winning hot sauces, and lots of metal collaborations. They are made in the USA since 2014, and you can get your own Techno Destructo Garlic Death Grip or Florida Franks Florida Heat at HellaHotHotSauce.com. Again, that's HellaHotHotSauce.com, and tell them Scandalous sent you. I love that. What's your favorite part about living in LA? Hmm. Favorite thing you like to go to while you're out there? Oh, favorite thing I like to go to? Let's see. Taco stands. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that. Every, yeah. It's so amazing, man. It's just the best tacos. I just want to ride around the corner. I'm going to go after this and eat a few tacos, man. It's going to be good. There you go. So you're very food motivated. Yeah, for sure. One hundred. You can give me thing if you feed me. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. And and barbecue, tacos, all things. Good. good all good. of the above. All yeah. of the above. So, what was it like for you growing up? It was cool. It was it was wild. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <broad> question. <laughs> um, it was. I had a very interesting childhood. It's very musical. Um, I grew up. Doing playing music instead of playing sports, mostly. Um, I don't know. School, I didn't really do very well in school. Well, I did kind of in certain subjects, but I just wanted to play music. Once I could fig- once I figured out I was good at that, it's really the only thing I really ever wanted to do. So that and writing. And, um, you know, when I figured out you could do that and play in a band and put all those things together, it's kind of just where my life went and, the rest is history. I just, that's all I wanted to do is play music. I just wanted to play. How old were you when you joined your first band? I was, okay, so first band, 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 like, just the group of dudes in the garage hanging out. I was like 11 or 12. This is middle school. Yeah. Second, sixth grade. And then that was just like, 
obviously it wasn't that anything serious. It was like pretty, well, we thought we were serious, but it was just, wasn't that much going on or anything like that. But uh, I stopped playing music for a little while because of that, uh, that particular band. I had never played on stage before and we played a teen center event. It was like in the middle school. It was like a, what is it? Like a talent show, I guess. And uh, I was playing, I played guitar and I was the singer at the time, but I was, I was so overcome with stage fright, I could not open my mouth and sing. And I had my hands just, I just felt the sweat and like this, <gasps> this panic come over my body. Like, and everyone's like, the rest of the dudes are jamming in the background. Like, and I'm frozen. And uh, so we ended up getting booed. We got booed off, <laughs> booed off stage and that like, <laughs> had defeated me for a while. So I took some time off and then, uh, <laughs> and then I eventually started <laughs> playing guitar again. And uh, that's kind of when I got serious. So mostly when I got serious with my playing, I was like, I was like 16, 17, for real. That is the cutest, most relatable, most adorable story I've ever heard in my entire life. I love that story. First person I've ever, that, that was not there. You're the first person I've ever told that to. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, you saved it for the right person because that is the cutest, most endearing, most right. lovely relatable story that like everyone in the world can relate to that so i'm glad you saved it for me that was awesome yeah Yeah. thank you i well it's funny so your first go at it you know you you couldn't you froze and it was horrible (laughs) well i i love that you kept going with it like i have a kind of similar story where i like crashed and burned so i my mom moved me to a different city summer before my freshman year in high school. And it took me a few years to like really make good friends again. And yeah. I tried out for a cheerleader just randomly my junior year of high school going into it. And I wasn't very good. I was kind of okay. But my other cousin was a cheerleader and she was coaching me up and I was like, oh, screw it, whatever. So I completely, you know, during, um, I completely bombed, of course, and I froze. Right. So of right. course, you know, you do it a thousand times. So you get up to there and do it. And bombs but what but what I love about it that's a good life thing and I love that like you froze and now you do it for a living um I froze but what I got out of that experience I just this is a cool story about just going for it anyways but I got out of that one of my girl um this girl um came up to me she totally made the team great dancer but she came up to me and she was like hey I just wanted to come up to you and let you know you're doing a really good job so obviously she saw that I was like struggling or nervous or like scared or something while we were right. practicing and she just wanted to come up and be nice. And those ended up being my best friends all throughout high school to this wow. day. And we're still, she introduced me to her best friend who's now like been my best friend for 16 years. And what? I, sorry, what was that? Said, well, it's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's a great, like, it's a great story. I love just, getting that out there of like, I went out for it and I totally bombed, but you know what I got for it? I got like my best friends since I was 15. So So you still won. Oh yeah. So I made it. (laughs) You still won. You got best friends out of it. It's even better. Yeah. I made the team of friendship. I was such a bad dancer. Like they were, so it was Creighton and Chelsea. They were the best dancers ever. They both made the team. And It was funny, like, uh, many years later, we were, like, 21, like, doing dance dance in my girlfriend Chelsea's living room when that all came out. We were doing Michael Jackson dance dance. 
and they would go first and then I would go because obviously they're better. And my friend Chelsea, uh, she was like, you're trying really hard. Good for you. She's like, you try real hard. So it's like the fun. It's like the fun. But she was trying to be sweet. She was like, you try real hard. Good for you. Good for you. (laughs) Praise your work. And at least they they recognize that you're giving it your all. There you go. Yeah. And that's, that's a great story. And, and you kept up with it. And yeah, after you froze, you started up. And now you're doing it for a living. And now we watched you on stage. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, we do. I saw all those people. Yeah, it was your concert was the first time I could remember specifically filming y'all. Yes, but there were just some people who were dying, crawling all over themselves to get to you guys as performers. And yeah. that struck me. So of course, yeah. yes. So of course we, of course we do. Of course we showed. Um, energy. It's the energy exchange. Yeah, that, that was kind of something we were a little bit weird about. Obviously, with COVID and everything going on, but once I was once a lot of the time, once we were in the moment, it was just like I'll I'll take my chances. It's just that it's so hard to not, you know, to. Not, that connection not to just want to do that like it just comes so naturally because you're so used to doing it and to be like no stay away it just doesn't feel natural to me so that's kind of kind of why we were going for it extra hard yeah well you guys are lucky like i started going to my first hardcore shows Mm -hmm. that i've ever been to and yeah (laughs) you think you're scared you know i don't know what's going on covid yeah i didn't know that people like it's their job to jump up on stage and grab the mic from you and put their mouth all over the mic. I had to draw the line. I was like, okay, I'm cool <laughs> with five-in, but when we started doing the mouth on the microphone thing, that's when I was like, all right, okay, okay. Then we're going to have to, we'll, we will, we'll save that for next year. We'll leave that part up. Save that yeah. for later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, it was shocking to me because I'd never seen a show like that before. So I was like, oh, y'all are... Yeah. Y'all are real brave. Y'all are really brave. Super brave. (laughs) Super brave. So I found out about you guys because my friend Josh was tanning for you guys and he played me y'all's music um, and told me a little bit of like the history of the band and what you guys are trying to do. Um, There's been good things. There's been bad things. I don't really want to get into that. But what I do want to get into is kind of like the mission statement of your band. I know you guys are all about your business these days and you're very intentful and you're very passionate and you mean business. So what's kind of y'all's mindset about the band going forward? I mean, for the longest time, the band just kind of had this attitude where we could just do whatever. And we were all going through our own personal things. I know I was going through a really hard time, especially when I first joined the band, I was really going through it. So, you know, a lot of our, at the times, our heads weren't in the right space. And yeah, of course, you're passionate about playing music and, you know, you want to do your job and all this other stuff, but life comes at you, man. And some, you know, you know the, the way that the band was and the way that, the members were and who was in the band at the time that mix just didn't really work out <clears throat> that well. And, uh, we had a lot of problems, um, internally and externally. And, uh, you know, and it's not, I'm not putting blame on anyone. It's, it's all of us. It, it was, it takes 
it takes all of us to to be a band. So it take we each take uh you know have our own our own part in the way that the band was going. I mean, at one point the band was almost going to break up. Uh, you know, like completely break up. It was just it was kind of just imploding on itself. But we really had to like take time work on ourselves separately and get our lives, our own personal lives in order first. So that way we could actually be in a room together and not, you know, just have our bad habits rub off on each other and just blow up and just, cause it just, you know, blow it. Cause we really, you know, I feel that we have something special. I mean, the chemistry is there with us and I love all of the dudes in the band, like brothers, um, you know, and so it was, for us, it just took some stepping back and realizing it would be a shame to have our egos or have whatever we were going on, had going on in our own lives be the reason why we couldn't do P volumes. So uh, I think that everyone did some soul searching and we just made the proper adjustments and realized what's really important. And it's the music and it's the connecting with fans and, it's the, you know, it's just it's all about the music. So and once to get get back to that and also having being home for so long with the pandemic really put things into perspective. Like, you know, you kind of take it for granted. You've been on tour for, I don't know, years and years of not nonstop touring. It kind of wears on you to where you don't really realize that, that could be gone, like actually gone forever. And then this happened and then everyone's like, oh whoa, we may never tour again. So now everyone's like, oh, yeah, that check comes really hard. So, you know, once that, I think that was another thing that, a factor that really helped put things in perspective for the band and helped us to like really put the bullshit aside and let's get to playing music and do what's, you know, do what we came to do and like let the other stuff happen. And we just got to remember what we're here for. And that's kind of what the attitude that we've taken, have taken on since. You know, we've been back, back out on the road. We're just playing or writing and recording. And even with Happier, like, that was the kind of thing where we wanted to just, you know, just refresh ourselves. I definitely saw that in you guys. You guys were so excited, so happy, and so passionate. And I definitely recognize that, that the pandemic scared all of us. Yeah. You know, it was feeling like that could be ripped away from you makes you realize what it's all for yeah yeah just makes you appreciate it that much more yeah. not that we appreciated it before not but it just it's just sometimes it can it can kind of get cloudy i feel like if you just let life get to you you know kind of just throws you off balance so i'm interviewing you and we're talking about you a lot but i want to know or just introduce the guys to everyone listening. So what's like one cool or funny thing about or something you love about everyone in your band? Oh, man. I know. Let's put you on the spot. <laughs> All right. Let's start with, we'll start with Nick. Nick is the gentle giant. Uh, I very rarely see him in a bad mood. He barely, rarely ever raises his voice unless he's singing and making noise. <laughs> uh, Let's see, um, Michael. He's 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 a chill guy in, in the group. Uh, he's like he's super laid back. He doesn't really like stuff bother him too much. Um, I think that obviously because we're the both the singers, I feel like we we have like a connection. Um, 
that the rest of the guys, not that we don't have a connection, but I feel like he and I's connection is a lot different than everyone else's because we're finishing each other's sentences a lot of times. So I feel like we get to be on the same page a lot. And we're both left-handed, which is crazy. <laughs> That's something I love about him. So we don't ever, like, we, we can sit next to each other when we eat dinner because we never rub elbows because we're both left-handed. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, Rod? Rod is a man. Rod is the Rod's the dude, man. He's my favorite. <laughs> He's a funny one. Uh, you just got to know him. You guys, you love him. He's the kind of guy you just you can't help but love. That's for sure. It's my dude. And um, yeah, he's. I think he's probably the, the most ori- the original member. So call him Papa Rod. He's been around the longest. I love that. I've always had soft skin, but it's never been this soft. And that's because I spent all summer long with Intimate Nuria Oil. And I'm taking it with me into the fall. Nuria Oil is Intimate Pre-Shave Elixir Oil that I use along with the shaving cream and the aftershave to help with ingrown hairs, razor bumps, razor burn, and it gives me the softest skin. And I use it all over. You can get yours at Intimid.com and use code SCANDALOUS for 10% off. Again, that's Intimid.com, I-N-T-I-M-D.com. Use code SCANDALOUS for 10% off. What's, um, if you could pay, so we'll stay on this. If you could say like one nice thing, you know, do a little happy circle going around. Um, if you could say like one thing that you really love that every single guy does when they're up on stage, what would, what would it be for the guys? Like, I love the way they do this. Um, Nick has the crazy headbangs on lock. He's go, he's always, and he's so solid on the drums. He's crazy with it. Um, Rod and I, we have a, we have a, a, a very interesting way of, moving around each other because we kind of play on the same side a lot of times. So, uh, and we, we always have like, we have like this thing that to encourage the other person to keep going like, Oh, Oh, it's like, like our little game that we, we play while we're on stage. Um, That's cute. so, uh, and Michael, he is, uh, let's see. With him, it's just, like I said, since we're on the same page pretty much most of the time, it's just our ability to, like, weave between each other and, like, you know, just vibe. Like, I can figure out, like, I can tell where, if he's going to, if he's going to run out of air, I can finish the word. Or if I'm going to run out of air, he can finish the word for me. Or we can figure out a way to, like, go together. It just, we can, we feed off of each other in a way that, like, it just goes like this. And yeah, I feel like because we, we we had to play a few shows without Michael on this last run, and I definitely felt the power drain because I didn't have that half to feed off of. So it's definitely a necessary part for sure. There you go. Yeah. I'm sure sure all the guys will be so happy to know what you're Love love. So the music industry is headed in an interesting direction. What do you like about it? Or where do you think it's going? Honestly, I'm, I don't really even know. I don't, it's, I don't know what direction it's heading in. It's just, I feel like it's all over the place and we're just trying to just navigate it the best way we can, the best way possible. You know, I've been playing music for so long and it was always mostly just, go to the studio, record an album every 
two years, three years or however long it was. And then you would tour for 18 months. And that's not the case anymore. Now it's, you know, you put out a bunch of singles and then you maybe put out an album and then you tour for maybe just one or two times a year. Like, it's just so different the way that things are valued now and the way that people consume music. Uh, it's just... I don't know. I think that it's ever so changing. I've been, every time I feel like I have a grasp on what's happening, it's changed to where now everyone's doing something else. I mean, people are getting huge off of TikTok. I don't even really know what a TikTok is. You know what I mean? So it's like, and that's something that wasn't around 10 years ago, I don't think. At least I hadn't heard of it if it was, you know? So that's something that even in the last few years has changed the way that people consume music or find out about songs. Like, you know, those catchy little tunes that you hear that that everyone knows that started off from from that app. It's like, that's crazy to me, you know? that It wasn't on the radio. It wasn't on, like, a CD or something like that. You didn't find out about it through, you know, like, through a magazine or something like that or, like, a, a music blog or something like that. It was from an app of someone acting a fool online. And that's crazy. You know, millions and millions and millions of people all buying into that. So that's just, you know, it's it's become a weird thing to navigate. And now you have to do Zoom interviews. And yeah. Boom, man. Crazy. <laughs> and podcasts. And yeah. like if you don't do that, you can, you know, you stand to lose relevancy or just you don't use that voice that you have to use to the masses that everyone else is using. And you just might not even know how to do it. So it's just, it's just a wild thing to do to, you know, just always stay on top of, you know. So what um, I always say, um, there's some bands that were like glory days for me. We're talking about like how things are now. Are there any yeah. bands that were your absolute like favorite bands? They're just like, oh, these were like glory days. Like, oh, I love this band. This is the best time. I just love listening to them. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, sheesh. Uh, Radiohead is definitely a band for me. Circus Survive is a band that was like that for me. Um, oh, man. I don't know. There's so many bands that I'd converge. Hatebreed. Those are bands that are nostalgic for me, especially like in the hardcore scene. Um Earth Crisis. Those are bands that if I heard now, I'm like, oh, that's my shit. Oh, turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah. I love that you love Hatebreed. They're definitely one of my favorite bands. Oh, man. Now, that was like, I sing literally every word of satisfaction that desire from start to finish. I listen to that from sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, every day, all day. That was that was a rough, I was I went crazy to that album, man. I remember the first time I saw them play, I thought I was gonna lose my mind. I couldn't I could not even handle it. I could not handle it. It was the craziest thing I ever seen in my life. Yep. See, your your uh, your New Year's were better than mine. I just uh, I listened to Dashboard Confessional during those oh, years. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, some bright eyes. Yep, some Dashboard. Yeah, let's let's go. <laughs> Yeah, so now, like, I'm going through, like, my, I've been going through my major hate-breed phase, like, the past, like, two, three years. Yeah? Oh. Yeah, so it's been fun for me. And then um, I just, there was this one album um, in 2014 that I just never listened to. 
And I thought it was new. So I was talking with one of the guys the other day and I was like, oh my God, I love your new single. And it was just Spotify shooting it out at me differently. And I was like, oh, these lyrics, they just like, oh, it just came out. It's inspiring me so much. They're like, oh yeah, that came out in 2014. I was like, oh. I was was like, I love your new album. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, that just goes to show you make timeless music. That's all you got to tell them next time. Timeless. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I was talking to someone else in Cape Reed like a few years ago before their out new album came out. And yeah. I swear to God, it was like I saw a release date somewhere and I was like, hey, happy release day. And apparently um, it was not release day and nothing did come out. But he was like, did it get leaked? <laughs> you had to go. Check. I I don't know what I swear to God. I like saw a date or something and I was like, Oh, it's and release day. Like happy release day. <laughs> and he was like, it got leaked. Was like, oh no. <laughs> exactly. Never mind. Maybe, maybe my mistake. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just don't talk. Just don't. Sh- 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 <laughs> so yeah, I was like, but I felt pretty bad about that. That was good. So can you tell us uh, what you guys have coming up for 2022? I actually, I cannot, but. Cool. I, will I, I love that there's something you can't talk about. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of awesome stuff coming up for next year in support of the new album, Happy Year. Um, lots of touring, lots of shows, lots of cool stuff. I wish I could tell you about that we are still just putting together and I putting the finishing on before we bring it out, but there will be some announcements coming up pretty soon um, within the next few weeks for sure. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, good. Yeah, I never want to spoil anything because I want PR people to like me. So I'm like, right, right, right. Yeah, I never want to be that person. Oh, I'm just not, I'll just leave it at that. So I don't, yeah. I don't I've been known to leak things on accident. <laughs> Not knowingly, so I'm gonna not. It's not mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah, I've um, I've started to get picked up by like picked up by like a pop. Excuse me, can't talk. I've started to get picked up by a few like metal blogs here and there on the podcast, and I'm like, you know, the headlines they're coming up with are not like artist friendly, and I'm like, get away from me. That's like not what I'm. It's not the point of this. Like, stop. Right. I don't like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about your fans just a little bit because it's all about the fans. Uh, what are a few favorite things the fan has ever come up and said to you about your music and how you've touched their life? Ooh. Oh man. Um, yeah, just, I mean, that just in itself, just anytime anyone feels that strong of a connection with something that. I wrote that, you know, we may have never even met before or so, or even Michael, just us as a unit. Uh, the band is written. Um, for someone to feel that that strongly to where it moves them, to where it changes the, the, the course of their lives, that's huge. Uh, that, that's been pretty much, the, that's been a big thing. Anyone that, anyone has been feeling that way that they come and tell that to me I, it always is so it's almost overwhelming because it's you know I mean obviously I felt that too so it just makes you feel a little bit more comforted knowing that you're not the only one out there going through something and that people do understand what you're saying and 
that it is helping and that, you know, we all need that from time to time. I know that I do. I need to hear from some other artists, their experience to help me get through something I've been through personally, you know? So it's, that transfer is huge. Um, Anytime anyone else has has come to, and they have like our signatures tattooed on them or they have volumes tattoos, that is also huge to me. That's crazy to me. That always blows my mind. That's like the utmost, I mean, that's crazy. You put that on your, your body forever. Like it's, to feel something to make you move to change like that is crazy to me. So yeah, I think that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing. Perfect. I think we'll just cut it off right there. Cool. Because we'd already did like the end. So 2022. So yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, did you want to add anything else to get out that end? Anything uh, else you want to talk about? Nothing. Just thank you to everyone who bought the album so far. All of the crazy feedback we've gotten has been so good. Our fans are the best. Um, we love you all. Uh, tell your friends to keep buying it, keep streaming it, keep downloading it. Go to our merch store, help us so that we can come back so that we can have a year to bring you guys more tours, more bigger production, and just a bigger live show and just a better time. So that's what we wanted to do. So just help us keep it going. And uh, we love you. Thank you so much. This podcast is produced by me, edited by Taylor Anderson. If you want to support the show, share it with a friend or rate and review on iTunes. It helps so much with the growth of the show. really does. You can follow me on Instagram at scandalsofficial. And if you're interested in being a podcast sponsor or have any feedback for the show, you can email me directly at press at scandalsofficial.com. Scandalsofficial.